your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your shame is undone in his presence. We need that. Every single one of us need that, that our shame is undone in his presence. When we're in his presence, it leads us to victory in him. Like I said earlier, think about a situation maybe that you're facing that maybe seems hard or impossible. Think about the words in the song. Let it be a declaration over your life.
Can you hear me now? Here we go. Right now. Here we go. Well, welcome to Living Stones Church. Woohoo! I'm AJ. <laughs> so 
Thank you for joining us, and thank you for joining us online, church. It's one of our biggest things we have online, and thank you for being here. Uh, let's continue to worship, uh, but first I want to share a verse with you. I wish I had a better memory. I should memorize this verse, but one second. Technology. It is Matthew 6.33 from the NLT. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So it's a different tithing verse, but if you seek him first, you seek Jesus first, right? And you, you, first thing you seek is him. Everything else will come, right? So think about this verse when you tithe. Seek him first, and he'll do much more with what you have and spread it much more. So we're going to go ahead and call the ushers forward, and we'll pray. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Thank you for letting us seek you first, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins, Lord, and give us an option of eternity, Lord. I pray that you, we carry what we have, our blessings here out, Lord, and we give abundantly to the needs of others, Lord. And also, uh, I pray over these tithing and this first fruits, Lord, that you produce a great harvest, Lord. And that it's for not for this, this church, but for the valley, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity uh, to use what you give us to bless others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, there we go. Um, so, and if you are online, obviously there are different ways to give. So um, you can check out Living Stones TV or through the Bible app, um, a bunch of different ways to give. So um, if you are online, we have our interactive church service, which is like a fun way to, you know, stay connected and get to kind of like shout out on on there and that kind of stuff. So if you're at home watching, please feel free to log on to that. Also, where are my people that have a church center app on their phone? Anybody have the church center app? Okay, so Church Center app is where it's at. Um, all the good stuff is on there. If you are a first-time guest, I know I already got to meet a couple of people that are our first-time guests, but um, there is a connection card, and if you fill that out, there is a gift in the back for you. Michelle is working back there, and so she's more than happy to get you um, a gift from us to you. So thank you for being here. And also happening this week, where are youth at? Okay, we have like one, half a one maybe. Where are youth at? Okay, they're kind of spread all over the place. Good. So um, uh, on Tuesday, it is Be the Light event at Get Aaron Temecula from 6.30 to 10 p.m., which is super late for a school night as a teacher. I'm just going to say that. That is late. You get home, you get your showers, and you get in bed and have a fresh mind for the morning, okay? Okay. Um, So, but go out there and enjoy that. Come dressed up, ready to jump on trampolines and play video games and just have tons of fun um, getting to be the light. There is... a a waiver form that is on Instagram and on the church center app that you have to fill out. And if you want to like, Hey, we should totally dress up like we're youth and come and crash the youth party. Wouldn't that be so much fun? You guys, I can say some like cool, like lit or, you know, whatever. Oh no, that's old. Okay. Whoa, whoa. That's super old. Sorry. My bad. Okay. Um, let me focus on this. Okay. Men, there is fight club on Thursday. Where are men at? Okay. We got one. (laughs) Just one. Okay. Good. So men, get connected, get plugged in, and be a part of that. You won't want to miss out. I know awesome things happen on Thursday nights for men. And then next Sunday is Halloween. Um, We will have some little treats for our kids back there in our um, kids area. So that's exciting. Also next week, do not be alarmed, but you are going to see a Christmas tree in the backyard. 
in the backyard, no, in the back of the NPR, which kind of feels like a backyard a little bit, right? Um, anybody love Christmas trees? Yeah. Um, so that tree is going to be a special tree, and it's coming out early because we have the opportunity to sponsor our um, wonderful friends and kids from Tijuana Christian Mission, okay? So if you are interested in that, we are going to have a tree back there. You can sponsor a child. You can sponsor a staff member. Um, and we just get to bless them. We'll have a Christmas party where we go down and we get to take them these gifts to the orphanage. So definitely um, grab one of those next weekend and be a part of that. And um, last but not least, we love being connected. So get involved and be a part of a group or a team. And you can find out all of that and more on our Church Center app. Okay? Okay. And I'm sure people are looking around and they're like, hey, where's Pastor Justin at? Like, is he going to hop out, like, from behind the stage? And... But he is not. He is actually um, at home. He's been at home in bed all week. He messed up his other knee, you know, the knee that he normally wears the brace on. He actually messed up the other one. And so he has been at home, and he is not able to be here. So, um, but I'm sure he's online, and I am not looking at my phone, so I can't give him a shout-out. But we'll say, Pastor Justin. Everybody say, woo, for Pastor Justin. Okay, good. Um, so we are just praying over him. Um, pray for your pastor, right? He needs, he needs prayer. Um, he needs healing. And, um, so just pray for him. And so this morning is going to look a little bit different. So as we are getting ready, um, we're going to kind of have a panel up here. So if I can call up Pastor Keith up to the stage. Yeah, put your hands together for Pastor Keith. He's awesome. They're bringing chairs. Well, this part of the stage does not feel good. I'm not going to sit on this one. No, I'm teasing. Okay, Pastor Keith is going to sit over here. He's the brave one. And then um, we have Mama Jen that's going to be up here. And then we have AJ and myself. And we are going to be um, doing um, a panel. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. And give us just a second to get set up. And then we will get started. So we have our paper um, Bible people. people. Anybody have paper Bibles? Woo! And then electronic Bibles? All right. And then we should probably do like even what Pastor Justin does. It's like shout outs. I don't know how to do that. Oh. So if you know how to do it, go for it. Let's see here. Pastor Justin is definitely on. So happy Sunday, Pastor Justin. Let's see who else is on. Maybe it's not on. Just kidding. Are we looking for who's on? Yeah. Sam Huff. Sam Huff, double dipping. Double dipping, dipping, Sam Huff. Yay. Tristan Tristan Livingston. All the way from. I don't even know where he's at right now. Where's Jim? I don't see him. North Carolina. Okay. Okay, so. My mom's online. Hi, mom. Tristan should have seen the faces in the audience when we mentioned his name. Everybody's sad that they miss him, but happy for where he's at. Yes. And I missed him. I tried to go by on Tuesday to say bye to him, and I misunderstood the message. It was um, he was leaving at 7:30 that night, and I thought it was the next morning. So when I showed up at 7:45, I'm sorry, Tristan, I missed you. But we love you, and we are praying for you. So um, Mama Jen really messed that one up. So it happens. We're here. Yes, it does. Yep. Oh, Pastor Justin says hi, Sam. Fifth row. <laughs> One, two, three, I don't know what four. that means. Oh, but sixth row today. Sixth row. Oh, sixth. Okay. He changed it up. 
but he's blocking his seat, so that's yeah. good. Oh, because go. Pastor Justin talked last week about, you know, sitting in the same seats oh, and having those habits yeah, and all of that look, stuff. So. He moved around. Okay. The youth are in their perfect seats, I see. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we have been doing the message yoked up, right? It's been a great me- If you guys were here last week, who loved the message? Yeah. thought it was so good. So, so good. And I think we're just going to continue um, in a panel's discussion about what it is to be yoked up, but more about how we relate it to our lives and what it means to us and how we can apply it and what it looks like. Um, and so I know one of the things that Pastor Justin um, brought up was his first Bible verse last week was 2 Corinthians 6.14. Let me pull it up for you guys. Yes, it is in the Bible app. It is. And it's don't team up with those who are unbelievers. We talked about kind of being unequally yoked and um, how that can sometimes apply to married couples. But we're applying it to just relationships and friendships and what that kind of looks like in our lives. Um, How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? And how can light live without darkness? And so I thought it was such a good message. And we have a couple questions that I'm going to help um, our team kind of go over and see where it kind of leads us. Are you guys excited? I am excited. We have some good. Okay, questions. cool. We have two people excited. We'll just go home now. We'll just excited. call it done, and we'll Thank just. Thank you, take Madison, off. for being excited. <laughs> Thank you. Although I am going to shout out something else for Pastor. Oh, Justin. okay. Because Paul and Madison are in the I house, and know. we haven't seen them in a while. The newlyweds. Not only are they in the house, but they are newlyweds. One month. Newly. They just got married. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Just got married a month ago today. So praise the Lord. They're finally out of the house. Um, So that's great. They came to church. Yay. They were sick. They were sick. So we're praying for healings for them, continued healings. So let's get started with our first question. What do you, I'm going to ask the panel, what do you guys think of when you are yoked up with someone? What does that mean to you guys? Pastor Keith, you want to jump right in? Yeah. So I, I think to be yoked up with someone, and I love the image that uh, with, with the, uh, the, what was it, the two by six or two by eight that, that we had last week. Because to be yoked up is to, and I think we often think of the oxen's yoke to carry a burden, but what does a yoke do? A yoke keeps us walking in unison. A yoke is about walking side by side with a like mind and a like heart, and we're going in the same direction. So for me to see what yoked up looks like with someone, and you guys know how fond I am of, of the ranch and, and the slavery project and the CERT team, I believe we are yoked up with them because we share a common vision and a common heart to rescue girls that are being trafficked. But yoked up with them doesn't just mean going to work days. It doesn't just mean praying with them. It means doing the everyday life things with them. It means when yeah. they're having a challenging day, um, can we pray with them? It means really doing life and every aspect of life. It's not, being yoked is not a Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a sisterhood and just men's thing. It's every minute in between that. Yeah. I think that's so good because I know when we first met Sir, one of the things that Lori really talked about was finding like-minded um, mm-hmm. other pastors and other women to just be alongside her because that is a really hard ministry to be in um, for all of them and just having someone to be side by side to say when you're carrying this heavy burden or heavy four by four you have someone that's just coming alongside you and lifting you up so and and the yoked up part is also 
It's not just the work in the ministry. Mm. It's doing life. It's having fun. Right. It's enjoying. It's laughing together. It's going to Disneyland. Going to Disneyland together. It's doing work days when you don't do any work and you just hang out. Yoked up often sounds like it's work and it's just hard. But when we're carrying it together and when we're truly yoked up, first of all, it's not hard. Um, and it's joyful and it's fun. And the people around us give us rest. Absolutely. And I'll kind of hop in on that. Um, so, so yoked up, um, I think of the image of, you know, the two oxen, right? And there's one that's um, experienced, and then there's one that's inexperienced, right? And so the experienced one is kind of guiding and showing the inexperienced one, like, how to do things. And so um, just yesterday, I was actually thinking about this as uh, we went apple picking. And um, we were out there picking the apples, and I was thinking about, like, um, being yoked up with my children, because if if we don't yoke up with our kids, they're going to yoke up with somebody else, right? And they're going to yoke up with um, people that don't have the same mindset, they don't have the same attitude, they don't have the same focus. And so, um, so even you know, in that aspect, it's a relationship, right? It's a relationship, and we should be in relationship and have a relationship with our children. And um, I was just thinking as we were apple picking and, you know, we're, we're out there and there's literally like no apples and all Nothing. the apples have holes in them and our worms have eaten through them and stuff. And we're like, dang, like, where are all the apples at? Like, it's supposed to be apple picking season. And then um, I was out there with Ava and she, um, she was like, mom, I see one. And she spotted one. Well, it was super low down on the, the tree. And I'm like, well, dang, I'm not climbing under there to get that apple. But she was able to go under there, and she was able to get that apple. And so then I spotted one that was down lower, and I was able to, you know, she shared my yoke with me, right? She, she was able to fill in somewhere where I was not able to fill in. And so I think that, um, I think that, that relationship can happen as well. Um, that, again, it's not just between a husband and a wife. But it can be between people that we do life with every day. That's good. Oh, yeah, share a mic. So uh, I think yoked up is the same principle. But I think also when we talk, think about, like, men's group or women's group, we have others that are different spiritual walks, different, um, different abilities, different life aspects, single, married, kids. Um, we lift each other up, right? When we have a void, there's somebody there to fill in the gaps. And uh, that's what it's about. It's about being yoked up with somebody that is in the same walk, uh, knowing who Jesus is. And also, uh, I think also, like, I'm going off topic, but football, right? Who played football here? Huh? Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys, yeah. Pete. But think about the line, right? You could, have, you could have a weak person in that line, but you have five other individuals that hold them up, right? And it makes a solid wall. That's what we need each other for. And that's what yoked up is about, is having that person next to you take that, that other part of you that you can't guard, right? It's like the... Three strands, the cord, you, you and two people on Jesus. It's, it's, it's uh, a cord of three is hard to break. Amen. And I think also I get a privilege to train on Mondays with CERT. And having that unit where you have somebody to watch you left and right is the biggest ability. We have to be yoked up together and watch each other's backs and be part of a relationship, right? And so I think being, being this message is how we should as a, the church body, filling those gaps. I could be big toe or the back it doesn't matter as long as you're there for that person to lift them up the body of christ so yeah so good i know just from the youth perspective we talk about this sometimes about um 
how important our friendships are, right? Because when our friendships um, don't represent our goals or our values or where we're going in life, it tends to kind of make us go a different direction, especially for the youth, right? We talk about that a lot, how important our friendships are. And just I'm just trying to bring it back so the youth can have something to relate to too, but um, how important that is for them to have that. And I see um, their Instagram photos. I see everything. And um, I love when I see... Um, our youth kids together and bringing in other kids that are not our youth kids because not only are they supported by having their youth friends there that share the same values, have the same um, ideas, and they have boundaries, right? But then also inviting others who are maybe a little bit on the different side and being able to just team up together and just be able to share Jesus with them. Our team, our youth team is so good. They're just inviting friends and bringing kids to Jesus, and that's really what it's about. So I love that part for me. And the point here would be, for all of us, I choose, you choose who you're yoked up with. That is a choice. And if you think about who you're yoked up with, the other aspect I love, both Sarah and and Jen referenced, is when we're yoked up, it keeps us going in a direction because we tend to stray. And when we're yoked up with like-minded people, when we have a tough day, when we choose well, they will keep us straight. They will keep us going the direction. And it that is a mirror to the relationship we have with Jesus because when we're yoked up with Jesus, he will keep us going in the direction we need. Sometimes yeah. we'll stray. Sometimes we'll get tired. But he will always keep us there. And the people we choose to yoke up with will keep us in that direction. So we need to choose well. Yeah. yeah. I think that's such a good point too because we want to be yoked up with people that share with us as, as we go through difficult times, it can sometimes feel lonely, right? It can feel really difficult to go through a situation that feels like you have no one else to relate with or you have someone that's giving you advice that doesn't really give you the advice that probably you should follow. And so um, it's better to have someone like sisterhood. We talk about this all the time, like what we're going through as moms or um, as parents or as um, even individuals at work and what we're experiencing. And it's so good to be able to have a mix of women, I'm sure men is the same, who have lived through different phases of their lives and can just speak life into us and saying, I've been through that or I've done that. And so um, it's nice to have people come alongside you and say, I'm with you. I've been there. I can help you. Yeah, I think even, um, you know, a lot of times we haven't been through things that other people have been through, but being able to stand alongside them still and to just say like, you know what, I don't understand what you're going through. I've never been in that situation, but I'm willing to stand in the gap for you, right? Um, Like you were saying at Sisterhood, you know, there's so many people that come with so many experiences and it's impossible to relate to literally every single person, right? But but we can be a, a listening ear and we can be somebody that can pray for them and somebody that can support them. So I think that that's super important. Amen. I think that there's a point in time where you have somebody yoked up, you go through different experiences in life, right? And sometimes you might be that person that can walk through that because you've been through that situation with that person. Yeah. So being yoked up with them, you could follow that journey with them again to show them how to walk and get past it, right? Or you might be the person going through that situation, but you have, like, men... There's, there's always a, a, a thing that we're going through the week, and, and what's good is that I have the ability to text whoever I need to text when I'm going through a certain situation, right? I have the ability to, to text Pastor Keith or Pastor Justin or even Casey or, or, or Cameron 
or a Pete, right, and let them know, look, I'm going through this situation. I need prayer, and I have people that could come around me and lift up my arms for that battle, right? And so that's the point about being yoked up is that situation right there because you never know. It may seem like I'm strong on the outside, but I also need people around me to lift me up again, so. Yeah, so good. You guys are awesome. Are they good? Yes. Okay, question number two. What story in the Bible represents being yoked up to you? I'll go first on that one. Okay. She's so excited. About I am this excited one. about this. So, um, uh, Lori at the Slave Free Project, she did this challenge to, you know, read the Bible in a very short amount of time. And I am not being successful in doing it, but I am getting into the Bible every single day, even though I'm falling short. Amen. But that's not what it's about, right? Amen. It's about getting into the Bible and getting into the Word. And so, um, one of them that she had us read was the book of Ruth. And so that one was a short one. There was only four chapters in it, so I was able to get through that one. Can I get a woo woo? Woo woo? Yeah, like, okay, there. Okay, good. Now I feel good about myself. Okay, um, so in the book of Ruth, we have, um, and if you haven't ever read that one, I do encourage you to read it because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, but we have Naomi and Ruth, and Naomi has lost her husband. And, um, and then she, you know, has her two sons that are married. And then um, she winds up losing her two sons. And so she just has her two daughter-in-laws. And, um, and then, you know, Naomi is basically like, you know, I'm old. I can't have any more children. Like, go back with your families. Like, don't, don't come and follow me. Just go back with them. And um, Ruth says this. Let me see. Okay, so it's um, Ruth uh, chapter 1, verse 16. You know, so as Naomi's telling her, like, you know, go back with your family. And one of the daughter-in-laws um, decided, okay, I'm going to go back with my family. And she left. And so, um, but Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. And so I just think about, you know, that situation. Um, you know, Ruth could have made the easy decision and been like, peace out. I'm back with my family. Like, I'm out of here, you know. But she didn't. She chose to stay by Naomi. And um, Naomi was a strong believer. And Ruth didn't really have a relationship. She didn't know, like, what this God was. But she saw something different in Naomi. And so she yoked up with Naomi. And she said, you know, I'm going with you. I want to follow your ways. I want to know who your God is. And so I just think that that's so important because, um, you know, when we talk about being unequally yoked, that was probably a situation where they were clearly unequally yoked, right? One knew the Lord, one did not know the Lord. Um, but Naomi was willing to take um, Ruth under her and teach her. And then you have to read the rest of the story um, in order okay. to find out what happened. But it's a, it's a good one, so it's definitely worth the read. And so I just think in, in that situation, um, you know, being willing to yoke up with somebody that needs discipleship, right? Um, and, and needs to learn who the Lord is, that's okay too. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, you don't know the Lord? Well, I can't talk to you anymore and, you know, disassociate with them, right? No. Like, you can take them under your wing, and you can help lead them to the Lord as well. So that was my, my so story good. that I like. If you guys haven't read Ruth, it's so good. It is, yeah. So good. God is good. Yeah. And it's a short one. It's very short. Four chapters. Four chapters. Even you can read it today when you go home. Look, you guys can all read it today. Like, they're all looking at me like, yeah, right, lady. Sure. 
Um, so let's see, uh, AJ, do you have something? Yeah, I have, uh, this is verse I like to share. I've shared it in Estonia uh, with men there at the camp. Uh, we go to a camp in Estonia, and um, uh, it's a recovering camp for, for alcoholism and, and uh, recovering addicts. But uh, this story always helps to remind me why we need others in our, in our lives, right? And it's the story, it's Exodus 17, and um, it's when Israelites defeats Amalite. Amalekites, I think, right? <laughs> While the people of Israel were still in Raphidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek. For us tomorrow, I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses and Aaron and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill, as long as Moses held up the staff in his hands, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hands, the Amalites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became tired. He could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. So, so this is... This is one of my favorite verses because it shows you, even Moses, chosen by God, needed two other individuals to hold up his arms in the battle, right? And as you know, Aaron was chosen to help Moses speak because he was scared of speaking, and her was a, was a cousin of, of them. But he chose two men in his life to be very close to him, to go up there in the battle with him and sit with them. Sometimes we need that, to be yoked up with individuals like that, to hold our arms up when we're weak, so... It's a good reminder, too, that Moses was still human. Even though he was chosen by God, that he was still human. And just kind of like, you know, Pastor Justin and Pastor Chelsea and even our pastoral team, like, we still need, we're still human. And we still need each other and we still need our team when we're falling short and we still um, need support. So I love that. So that's a good reminder. I was going to hop in on that one. Um, and it kind of, it, it made me think of, like, Pastor Justin, right? He was planning on being here today, like he was taking the rest and what he needed, and, um, and so he, but obviously he wasn't able to be here today, and so um, yesterday we decided like, hey, like we need to stand in his gap for him. We're yoked up with our pastor, and so we need to stand in the gap, and so let's get up here and let's, let's stand beside him and hold his arms up or his leg, right, because his legs hurt, but leg. <laughs> um, we can, you know, like brace his leg and we can, you know, but we can stand alongside him. And it doesn't just have to be Pastor Justin that's the only one that can, right. can get up yeah. here and speak, but it can, we can stand beside him and we can help, help him and um, come alongside him. And, and being yoked up with the right people is super important. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm carrying on that. Like when Pastor Chelsea told us that yesterday and the Holy Spirit was just like in my ear, like you need to go up there and, and, and uh, be a part of this and tell the group to come up here and be the panel, right? And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm so deathly afraid to be on stage and to talk, right? And so to hear that voice, knowing that um, that he called us to do this and to fill in that gap because uh, our, our lead pastor needs us is when we take the opportunity to be obedient, to hear that call, and to, to hear that call and go do what God asked you to do when it's scary, right? When you don't want to do it, when you're afraid to do something like that. That's what's being yoked up apart because I saw these guys, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. They could take the weight. I can't speak. They can speak for me here. My microphone's broke, so my wife's taking no. it, so here we go. And I think even Pastor Keith joked and was like, just kidding, it's just you by yourself, Mama Jen. And I said, no, we're not doing that. Um, so it's just a good reminder that we are going to 
you know, have that in our lives, but we want to project that as well. I know that kind of brings me to one of the things that um, for youth, I'm going to like talk to my kids today, mm -hmm. um, but for youth, we had a couple weeks ago, we talked about the book of Job, and that was kind of like something that the Holy Spirit had just said, let's jump right into that. I had another message planned, and so it was very unplanned, um, and it was just a way to just tell the kids that like my family was struggling. We've been it's been a really long two or three months, and I know the team knows we've been through a lot, and I sometimes need to be honest with them and share with them so that they can only, um, I can live by example. I expect them to share their lives with me and be there for them, but um, they have done it for me as well many times. We've gone to camp, and I've had kids just, like, come around and pray, and it's so important for us to live that out back for them, too. So we had covered the book of Job, and we just kind of jumped into it a little bit. Right, guys? Yeah, they're like, great. Um, but one of the things that jumped out for me was um, Job 2, 12 through 13. And it says, when they saw Job, um, let me give you a background story, sorry. So if you guys don't know the book of Job, Job is um, a man who... Um, was basically tested. God favored him. He was very loved by, by God, and he allowed Satan to come in and um, tempt him and take his family, take his children, take his property. And so he had pretty much lost everything at this point, and he had three friends that were going to come, and they heard about his suffering, and they got, I don't know, what, I see maybe camels? I don't know what they rode back then, but they got in their Priuses, and they drove straight there. Um, don't quote me on that one. But they drove straight to see him, and um, I thought it was just so good to say that um, in Job 2, 12 through 13, it says, when they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. It's because he had boils all over his body. But um, wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. They sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. And so I know I was just thinking that I don't expect anybody to, like, rip our clothes off and, like, throw dirt on our heads and, um, you know, <laughs> do all that. We talked, we laughed about that in youth. Maybe Sam will. Um, I think we're going to pass on that today, though. So maybe the dirt. You can just throw the dirt. <laughs> That'll probably be the best portion. But um, there was three men that came. Like, they were yoked up. Like, they were ready to come to be with their friend. And we even talked about this in, in uh, youth. Like, they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights, and they didn't say a word. Like, I can't even go seven minutes yeah. without saying a word. So seven days and nights, like, we talked, like, what in a, like, that's yoked up. Like, if you're talking about yoked up, not only are they naked on the ground for seven days, seven nights, but they're not talking. And so I thought it was just a great example of um, being even a good listener, yeah. right? Being yoked up means being a good listener and what that looks like in our friendships um, to sometimes, like, not talk for seven minutes. I know it's some hard for some, but um, <laughs> Michaela's like, that's me. And um, just being able to be a good listener. So that's kind of where I thought that that was a good yoked up partners. They had three. Yeah, I think that's huge, right? Like, um, just knowing that, I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like so many times I'm in a situation where I don't have words to say. Like, I don't know what to say, but um, 
God can use you, even if you don't have the words to say anything, just being there and being present and just being that support is huge. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say the most eloquent prayer or, or you know, speak in like fancy terminology um, in order for God to see you and to, to see that you're yoked up with somebody, right? And your friends don't need you to, to talk fancy or to, you know, do any of that kind of stuff, but it's just being there, yeah. just being there next to them. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as I'm listening to this, and, and I have an example, but as I'm listening to this, I, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit's just screaming something. Because in each of these examples, we often think being yoked up is a command of the Bible, and it's driven by obligation or command. Mm-hmm. But you hear in Ruth and Naomi, you hear in Aaron and her, you hear in Job and his friends, this is, it's motivated by love. Right. A deep, deep love. Yeah. Um, I, I think of that, that, that Naomi and Ruth story. Mm-hmm. And she could have come back to her family would have been so easy, probably would have been comfortable. Probably everything in your human side would want that, yet the immense love said it can't. And that drove her to stay yoked up. And you look at, at, at Aaron and her with Moses, and you look at Job's friend. So this, this idea of being yoked up, it's not an obligation. It's not out of I have to. It's out of this immense, immense love that says, not that I have to, but I can't imagine not. I can't imagine not. Um, and then I wanted to get a little wild and crazy because I was thinking about AJ's example because sometimes that yoked up really is a real physical thing. So I don't know, Jen, if you're willing, if you're willing to stand up and hold up your arms um, because Moses had to hold a staff, right? How long? Seven minutes. Y- you got to do it. Seven days, seven yeah, nights? Yeah. All right. Are we doing literally? Yeah, we're doing oh, this. Okay. Because visuals are good, right? I was like, I thought we were joking. They have no idea what I'm doing right now. So they're like, no oh my clue. God, what is None. he doing? But I'm just imagine, sit here, right? Yeah. Okay. Imagine Moses, and he has to hold his hands up. Now, who can hold their hands up? How, how long can you hold it up before they get tired? Like now, put, put like a, a five or 10 pound weight in your hand. So Jen, you'll hold your hands up. How long does it take to get tired? But the image I have. The image I've always had of Aaron and her is God, I love this example, AJ, because God placed these men in his life to be yoked up with him. But when Moses' arms, what the Bible tells us when Moses' arms grew tired and started to, to sag, the Israelites started losing the battle. Yeah. So God gave him these two men, and this is the image I imagine. So he had these two men, and were literally like this, literally holding his arms up. Not a figurative thing. Because that's, that's a heavy burden, Right? Right? Yeah. But as soon as somebody's there holding your arm up, oh, it's not so heavy and it's easy. Yeah. 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 And that, that looks like, and I have an example, but that looks like, and, and I want to point this out because with, with Justin not being here, the reason we're here yeah. is because Justin, we love you. Yes. We love you, love you. And that's what we do. Um, but in every one of these examples, it's about love. The Slave Free Project, why do we do it? Yeah. It's because of love. And I feel like it just comes natural. Right. At some point for most people is that, like, we don't even think about it. Like, right. when Pastor Chelsea was sharing with us yesterday, we're like, okay, like, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. We're on a Zoom or um, Google meeting, I think it's called. Yeah. But at 9 o'clock last night, trying to, like, get the details and making sure that we're doing. And it didn't feel enough. It wasn't like, ugh, I got to get on. I mean, maybe with Pastor Keith. But I was just like, uh, <laughs> Like, I was like, you know, I was, like, excited. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. We've got this. Like, we want to support. Like, it wasn't like, and I'm sure for Aaron or for for Naomi and um, Ruth and for all these examples, it wasn't a burden. It wasn't like, fine, I'll do it. Like, let's just go. Hurry up. 
I'll hold I, your arm. I, I think the immense love, it, to me, it's the, it's not that I have to. It's like yeah, I can't imagine I can't. not. Yeah. I can't imagine not. And, and I would lead into my favorite, and I love to ask this question, um, because we see these men in the Bible that, yeah. that needed help. But my favorite question is to ask, and if you want to answer, you can, how many followers did Jesus have? He had a lot, right? How many disciples did he have? He had 12 named. But how many men did he have in his life that he was truly yoked up with? Yeah. And I call his inner circle. And he had these three men named mm-hmm. Peter, James, and John. And they often went places and did things, just the three of them. And I, I imagine sometimes Jesus, I'm having a hard time sitting down. I want to get up. And Go ahead. I, I imagine Jesus, sometimes they're sitting around the fire. Mm. And they're sharing stories and they're telling jokes. And they're doing what guys do. But they're really sharing the burden. And then in Matthew 17, Jesus chose to take these three men and make them a part of an incredible, pivotal, important point in his ministry. And I'm going to read it to you. And it's Matthew 17. It starts at verse 1. And scripture says, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them to a high mountain to be alone. All right. And as the men watched Jesus' appearance, as the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed. So that his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. And we go into where Peter, you know, starts asking who they are. But what I see is so pivotal and important in this moment is Jesus chose to take these three men. They were yoked. They'd walked a long journey together. And he asked them to go with him to enter into this moment that is such an important part of Jesus' transfiguration I believe not only to walk with him, but to what they experienced would change them forever and look at what it did and look at the impact it Mm. had on human history. And if we look at these other examples in the Bible, without Moses holding his arms up, what happens to the Israelites? Without Aaron and her, what happens to the Israelites? But we we look at the men, and sometimes I believe we miss Jesus was 100% God, but he walked in a human form as man. Mm, And he needed to be yoked up too. And he needed to be supported too. And I, I think to myself, who am I to think I shouldn't be yoked up? Because if Jesus needed it, how much more do we need it? Yeah. And we can't miss that if our Lord and Savior who chose to die for us needed to, en- to draw these men in and have them walk hard journeys with him. These three men, same men went to the Garden of Gethsemane with him right before mm-hmm. he was arrested. Yeah. He needed to bring those men into his life. He needed to be yoked up. How much more do we need him? Yeah, so good. Good. Yeah, me and, me and Sarah had to step out early last week, and I was wondering who's going to help tear down, who's going to put things away, and who's going who's gonna to do this, right? And I realized, wait a minute, and, and then John and Michelle have been helping out, putting things in the containers yeah. for the past month and a half, right? And I was like, okay, they got it. And the reason why I know that is because I've worked alongside with them, and being part of that servant heart, we know each other, and we know that sometimes we could take that gap and let them run with it and let people run with it because – they got it. They got it under under control, right? And so, uh, what I'm saying is that even here, when we build church, it's hard, but people fill in where they need to be. Mm. If somebody can't be here, it's okay because we have people that fill in. God's gonna move with with or without us. We gotta be obedient Absolutely. to what He calls us to do, right? And we got people that we can be yoked up with to help us carry the, the burden as we go go through the season. And we're just building His kingdom here in French Valley. So, Amen. Trust in Jesus. Do we need? Amen. So good. Amen. Okay, number three. When was there a time you wished you were yoked up with someone that knew Jesus? Maybe a difficult time or a struggle 
or even a positive thing, something you went through that was amazing and it was, you know, you wish you had someone that was just right there with you. Maybe you did. AJ, you want to hop on it? You need a minute to think. You know, I think when I was a teenager, I've been through, it's a long story, but I lived on my own from 16 to 19, right? And during that time, I didn't have a group like the youth group to have somebody point me in the right direction, right? But there was one time, I was going through a season, and there was a Christian family that invited me over for dinner, and their kids opened the gym so I could play basketball with them. And during that time, you know, the first year I wasn't yoked up, but then I was yoked up again with him. And I, re- I realized the difference. Like sometimes uh, I wish I knew him before that and all the wrong decisions I did before that. And maybe, uh, but God has a plan, right? And the biggest plan is that I'm still here. I'm sitting right here, and which is positive, right? And, and uh, the good thing is that, so I, during that time as a teenager, I wish I found somebody that was yoked up, and then God provided somebody that was yoked up for me to, yeah. to be a part of the family. So. Yeah. Um, that's when I needed it the most as a teenager. Um, and I'll piggyback off of what AJ said, but, um, growing up, like I didn't go to church. It was kind of more one of those things like, oh, you know, you spent the night at your best friend's house and they go to church in the morning. So you have to go to church by default if you want to spend the night. And it was kind of more like that. Um, and so I think for me, um, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, like had I grown up in the church, like how much different would my life be? Um, we had a lot of kids growing up, not me personally, but my parents had a lot of kids growing up. Um, my mom might be watching. She might not. Sorry, mom. Um, but there were six of us. And so people were just like, oh, you know, um, you have a lot of children, so you should go to the Mormon church because apparently you have a lot of children and you go to that church or whatnot. And so my parents would be like, uh, okay, like, let's go or whatever. And, you know, then they're like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. And then we would just be done, you know, going to church. And so I think, you know, growing up, just kind of always that wonder of, like, what would life had been like? But then I also think back to it, and um, God uses our testimony, right? And he uses everything that we've been through um, to bring glory and honor to his name. So the fact that, you know, um, if, if you are a person that hasn't been in church your whole entire life, like, God can do miraculous things through you. So don't, don't ever doubt yourself or don't, um, you know, don't ever think. And it's never too late to get yoked up with people, right? Um, you know, you can be, we'll just say 120 years old so that we don't hurt anybody's feelings, right? You can be really old, like 120 years old and still get yoked up. Sam, you are not 120, but good try. But he's Um, close, but he's close, right? But, but you can get yoked up with people at any age. So don't ever give, give up hope and just think, you know, I'm not worth it and I'm not worthy um, of being yoked up with people. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think that just wishing that there was somebody to come alongside me when I was younger, that would have been, been nice. But um, again, God's blessed me and he's put so many amazing people in my life that I can turn to and I can, you know, depend on and, and rely on. And so, um, yeah. Good. Pastor Pete? You know, I don't have to wish because, um, and, and I'm going to call him out because God has placed men in my life, um, AJ's one, um, Pastor Rudy, Pastor Justin, and, and the other one I'm going to call out in no long time is Sam. He's given me men that I get to walk with um, that I'm incredibly grateful because there are hard seasons and there's good seasons, and they share the hard seasons and they celebrate the good ones. And because sometimes, again, yoked up, for me, we think, oh, it's just the hard stuff they need to help us. But no, we get to celebrate the good stuff. And we get to celebrate and we get to have fun and we get to have those seasons where they're in our life and it's good. Um, and, and, 
the story I'll share really quickly is we, we went through a season where we had to be out of the house that was being sold, and the house we were moving into wasn't ready. And for a summer, three or four months, where are we going to go? And there's this couple named Sarah and A.J. Twist that said, oh, you can live at our house. So we packed their family, and we packed our family into their house, and that's, in my mind, what Yoked Up looks like. Um, but that's not something that's reserved for anybody on the stage or Sarah and AJ. That's anything and anybody in any moment when we see a need, when somebody needs, we have the opportunity to share that where someone can give that to us or we can give that to someone else. Yeah, so good. I think for me, if I had to think of something, um, is just being um, a newlywed or a new mother kind of happened simultaneously for me. But I was so happy that I had friends in my life that could speak um, into my life about what it was to be mm-hmm. a young wife and a young mom. Oh, I wasn't young. I don't want to say young, but a new wife and a new mom at the same time. And being able to just um, have someone that said, yeah, that the toddlers are not fun and newborns cry a lot. And that's normal. And you're probably not going to sleep for a while. And you're going to feel delirious um, at times. And so it's so good to know that someone else had either done it, was doing it alongside me, and could come and say, it's okay, I can do your laundry, and get some sleep. And so that was the time that I had my friends come around me um, and just be able to pray for me, um, encourage me, and hold those laundry baskets up when I couldn't. And, um, you know, and and most of the time my mom mom has been amazing for me um, to have that, not only just spiritually, but in our lives. Um, So I think I'm blessed in that. And so I'm happy that I have that time to have be yoked up with mm-hmm. someone that can tell me when I'm doing it right or doing it wrong, but do it. In a, and I think Pastor Justin even used um, Galatians 6 last week, and it was about doing it humbly. Right. And um, that was really important because it's sometimes embarrassing when you're a new wife and a new mom. I think most of us are like, yeah, I know. It's like embarrassing when your kid's throwing a tantrum at Macy's all over the floor. And so um, it's encouraging to have that, you know, to have someone beside you like that. I know that for me, um, I thought I was cool and being a loner without being around people, right, and and wanting to take on things myself and not show my weakness, you know, being a tough Marine or or, or, uh, a person that doesn't need nobody. But it's not the truth, right? The the enemy looks around and, 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 and seeks out and devours the one uh, like a, like a lion, right? And so we need each other. And don't don't be uh, scared to talk to somebody. Or, or I don't know who's who's this for. It might be for me again. But we need a relationship. We need to be in, in in community. We need to be in unity. We need to be yoked up with the individuals around us that are serving in the community. We need each other to to hold each other up. And and if you think that you don't need nobody, I remember when I first started going to church, and I was part of uh, usher team. And I was like, oh, I'll serve on the usher team. And that's it. And they said, well, come to men's group. I was like, nah, I'm not going to men's group. Why not? Because I, I don't need other men. I, I'm good. And then when I went to 1027, they had a men's group. And I became a part of the men's group. And I learned so much. And what it was is that there was other men that were that knew more of the scripture than I did. And I was like, wow, how do they know so much, right? And it's because we need each other. And then I started hanging out with this guy over here, which is Pastor Keith. I've been to Estonia so and Mexico and, and uh, you know, and I meet some great individuals, and the reason why is because if I was selfish and I wanted to just be by myself, I wouldn't get the opportunity to be in a relationship with so many cool people that God's chosen and put in my path. So get out of your comfort zone and get in there and get in the fight, right? So, 
Um, and to kind of piggyback off of my husband, um, he has some good ideas sometimes. So, um, no, I'm Sometimes. teasing. He has good ideas all the time. Just, yeah, okay. Um, but uh, on Thursday night, we have, you know, sisterhood every other Thursday. And, and this particular Thursday, I came in and I, I don't know. I feel like I wear everything on my face. Like I can't hide things, you know. And I'm just like, I feel like I've been run over by a truck. Because um, teaching these days is, it's challenging. It's not, um, it's not easy. There's a lot of... Um, a lot that comes against you teaching, especially like in 2021 right now. Um, and so I, I, you know, I kind of go into sisterhood and, you know, it's at our house. And so I kind of got to be there, you know, but, um, but, but I, I go in and I'm tired and I'm weary. It's been a long week, right? Dealing with parents, dealing with um, kids, dealing with, um, you know, mandates and, and things of that sort that, that are being placed on us. And, um, and to go into sisterhood, you know, there may only be a couple of people that are there, right, on any given Thursday. But to go in and to just leave with a little bit lighter, like with a little bit of the weight lifted off of your shoulders, because those ladies are in it with me, right? I'm not in it on my own. They might not be teachers. They might not be, you know, struggling with the exact same things that I'm struggling with. But but they're in the fight with me. They're there to pray over me. And they're there to, mm-hmm. to lift me up and to encourage me and to... Um, you know, keep me moving in the right direction. And, and so I think that, you know, kind of like what AJ was saying, um, that just having the right people in your corner, the right people on your team is huge. And so, um, you know, I can't speak highly enough about sisterhood and, and just being able to do life with women, right? Because I can come home and I do come home and tell my husband about my day all the time. And he's like, oh, gosh, here we go again. Like, I've already heard this, you know. And so just to have like a fresh set of set of um, ears and somebody to listen and somebody to, to just kind of be there with you is super important. So good. So our last question is, and we kind of kind of got into it, so I'm going to change it up a little bit, but ooh, I know, am I throwing them off? Like, <laughs> um, What does staying yoked like look for you specifically? I know you kind of shared examples of like what you do or how you do it, but how do you make sure you stay yoked up when you're in a season that may be difficult? I'm not going to start with you, but I think. I'm going to start with Sarah. You get to go first. Okay. Um, so so um, another thing that I had shared at Sisterhood is is um, on Sunday morning, like, you know, we get here early and we obviously, as you can see, you know, it looks nice around, but it takes work getting stuff done, right? And as tired as I am from the week coming in, um, this being here with these people that have so much joy in their hearts and are like-minded, it doesn't feel like work right? Like I get here and I have the energy and I have the joy to, you know, set things up and to, you know, do all the things. This morning, Suzanne came in and um, she was awesome. And she started doing, you know, the coffee and the, the water and stuff. I didn't have to ask her. I didn't have to say, hey, Suzanne, like, dude, I'm trying to put this thing together. Like, can you get over there? No, like she just, it's like having, it's being surrounded by like-minded people, right? And when I go to work, you know, um, I'm not surrounded by like-minded people. I'm not surrounded by people that um, are willing to stand in the gap for me and and willing to see that I'm struggling with something and say, hey, let me lighten that load for you, you know? And so I think, um, you know, being here on a Sunday morning, that's not the only time we're supposed to get fed and the only time we're supposed to open our Bible or any of that kind of stuff, but, but it helps. It helps 
So I think just being here, being present, and just serving the Lord with people that want to serve the Lord, that's huge, like being yoked up with the right people. So thank you guys for being here, and um, everybody kind of for helping. You guys can all go home now. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) We're not done. We're not done. No, we need you at the end. Yeah. Give me the mic. Yeah, for me, I think it's uh, seeking his kingdom first, right, whatever we do. I mean, sometimes we get busy. We got to take kids to school. We got to get to work. And we were like, oh, man, what else? But if you take time just to open up some word and open up some music or whatever and seek him first, he provides everything else in the battles, right? And I think that's what helps me. And then all of a sudden he gives you a little glimpse of who to text or who to talk to or who's on your mind. And don't ignore those because that's the person that you're supposed to be connected to that week with, right? And that's how you get yoked up is having that relationship. So when you get those little whimmers, oh, should I text that person? I don't know if I should. Go ahead and do it because it's probably something that you need to be connected with. And the Holy Spirit moves in different ways, right? And so the first thing to do is seek his kingdom out first. And a lot of times we think, well, I got to make money. I got to make this. But if you seek his kingdom out, he provides everything else for you. And I think we all um, get a little bit worried about that kind of stuff. And we don't see that until we actually see the things that he's adding up for us, right? And the kingdom is his. And so, and another thing, I'm going to butcher this and don't take it forward forward, but the power of your testimony defeats the enemy, right? And so that's what we need each other. That's what we need each other because we live out life to, to each other, through each other and for each other because your testimony is going to help somebody else out. Yeah, so good. I think um, for me is just asking, like asking for help. And I think that's the hardest thing is asking because I don't usually like to ask for help because I think I could do it by myself. And so even like with, I don't know where my husband's at, but don't tell him, but um, I do need his help and I need his help a lot, but sometimes I don't want to ask him because he's already working so much and driving and community, uh, commuting. Um, And so, but then he'll tell like, why don't you just ask me? Like I can do it. And so even with friendships, like if I'm going through a difficult time or I need to be yoked up, it's like, why didn't you reach out? And I do that to I'm like, why didn't you tell me I would have driven down there? Like we do that to people like, tell me, I'll help you. Like, but we have to do it ourselves. And so asking and letting people in and um, sharing your life with other people so that they can um, jump in and be that yoked up person. Because if we don't tell, if I come every Sunday, I'm like, no, great. God is good. Everything's perfect everything's so, so good, then I'm not, I'm lying, and I'm not being real, and I'm not asking um, for the help. I'm sure in, like, the story of Moses, it looked easy to see that he needed help because he was physically tired, but even for, like, Naomi and Ruth, like, you couldn't physically see that. Um, You know, even with Job, you could physically see that he had lost everything. You could physically see that his body was covered in boils. So, like, you could see those things, but a lot of us are carrying things that other people don't see. And so either us asking for the help or to um, for the prayers, but also us being the ones to ask, like, how can I help you? So Yeah, amen. And and, and I love the wisdom that you guys are hearing because as – as Jen was talking again, what the Holy Spirit was telling me, there's two words. And being yoked up is about love and being intentional. And that's what I heard from you, is love and being intentional. It's, a, it's motivated by deep love, but it's intentional. Because it's, it's easy to be yoked up when it's convenient, when it fits our schedule and when we're thinking about it. But I, I look at the life of Jesus, and he was so intentional in everything that he did. And he knew, and he was driven towards it. And are we that intentional with people, whether it's to seek people out in those unseen needs? How are you doing? What do you need? 
even going so far, guys, as to praying and say, God, show me who in my life needs me to reach out and be yoked up with them. Are we asking God that? And then there is a time to ask for help. Um, there is a time to bring other people into our journey, and we sometimes have a hard time with that, especially as leaders. We'll tell you we have a hard time with that. But what we miss in that sometimes and what we all miss in, in asking for help is sometimes that person, it's their blessing, and God's doing in something in them, and they need to be pulled into that to help. And I'd go so far as to say, to be blunt, that if we don't, we're stealing from them. We're stealing what God can do in them. And that sounds kind of strange, and that sounds kind of direct, but it's real. And then the other thing I love, love that, that AJ said is, why it's so important we need each other. Um, you know, Scripture tells us, and I'll probably butcher it, but Scripture tells us that the enemy is a roaring lion, and he's roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And when we're not yoked up, we're isolated. And anybody that's been a military person, but even if not, when you're isolated and alone, you're vulnerable. Yeah. We are vulnerable when we're alone. And spiritually and in our life, we are vulnerable when we're really alone. So one of the so important things about being yoked up is to not be alone because we're vulnerable to the enemy and he will come at us. And when we're yoked up, sometimes we get hit and blindsided, but there's somebody that's watching our back. There's somebody that sees it. There's somebody there that's to hold us up. Sometimes we get knocked over in life, but there's that person right there with us to pick us up. So that's so incredibly important. Yeah, and I was just, um, as you were talking, I was just thinking that um, when we're yoked up, it might be with somebody that's right next to us, but it might be with somebody that's far away from us. Um, just thinking about like TCM, Tijuana Christian Mission, we get to be yoked up with those leaders. We get to pray for those leaders. We get to pray for the kids in the orphanage. We get to, um, even though we're not there all the time, but we get to do life with them, right? Um, or even, you know, our friends over in Estonia that we haven't seen in, two you know, years. two years. Um, that they still reach out to us and they still, you know, want that connection because they want people to be yoked up with them, especially over there, you know, when it's dark pretty much all day and all night um, for half of the year, um, just knowing that people are not doing things alone. So also think about not just the people that you see on a daily basis, but people that you can just, like AJ was saying, send a text message to and just be like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Or when you're in the Bible reading that scripture verse, something that speaks to them and that speaks right to, you know, you're like, I just, I feel like I'm supposed to share this Bible verse with them and, and do it because those people need to know that, um, they have people that might not be sitting right next to them or, you know, see them once a week or whatever, but they, they need that love and encouragement as well. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, as, as we start to end and come to a close guys, we think of what being yoked up. And again, we heard all about relationship. It's, it's not a burden. Um, and, and it's a relationship and it's intentional and it's driven out of love. Um, but I would challenge that we think of yoked up as things that sometimes fall into our lap. And I would challenge you guys to, for yourself, ask God, who should I yoke up with? Who do I need to seek out? Because sometimes we wait for God, and it's okay, but sometimes we wait for God to tell us or brings it to our mind. But sometimes I, I believe in what AJ does, text that person when they come to my mind. But should we be asking God, God, who needs me today? Because when, you know, in Psalms, at the beginning of the book of Psalms, in Psalms 3, David wrote, I laid down and slept and I woke because God sustained me. And I believe that to mean he sustained you because there's something for you to do today. And work and setting up church and all the things we do in our week are valuable and important. But the real reason he gets us out of bed is because somebody needs us. 
there's a brother, there's a sister, there's a believer, there's an unbeliever, there's somebody that needs us. And are we willing to go to God and seek that person out? So I would challenge you also, it's great, and, and you guys always find me to be very honest and blunt, it's great when we hear a warm and fuzzy message and it fires up and we get the amens. But these scriptures that we talked about today, God desires that, that, that we write them on our hearts and that they change us and that we walk in these things. Because to hear it and walk away and forget it, scripture says it's like looking in a mirror and then forgetting what we look like. So let these scriptures be um, written on our hearts. Don't, as I look at every face here, everybody online, each of us, I challenge myself, don't walk out of this building without asking God and challenging yourself, who should I yoked up with? Who am I yoked up with? Because living out scripture and walking in it, it is, we can hear it, and if we walk away and we forget it, it really doesn't mean a lot. Let it impact our heart. Let it change our heart. I would say don't leave this building. Don't leave this. I can't sit down anymore. Sorry, guys. Don't, don't, don't leave the room without asking God. And also, examine how you're yoked up with Jesus. We're, we're, most of us are believers. Most of us know Jesus, and we would say we walk with him. But are we yoked up with him in every area of our lives? Because sometimes what we do is we walk with him and we say, yeah, I'm walking with you and, and, and Jesus, you're carrying this with me. But then we carve out these little pieces that we hold on to and we get. It could be finances. It could be relationships. It could be jobs. But we tend to do that. We all do that. It doesn't matter whether you're in a seat or sitting on a stage. We all tend to carve those things out. So I'd really search your heart and challenge your heart for that area that maybe I'm not fully yoked up with Christ. That I need to give over him and let him carry because I'm not meant to carry it. And you know, scripture in, I'm going to read it here, in, in Matthew, we all, again, this is a bumper sticker, a coffee mug verse, and we know this. But Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And how often do we carry it on our own? How often do we walk with Jesus and share a yoke with him? But again, we carve out these hilarious of our life and we say, Jesus, this is still mine. I'm not, I'm not letting it go. I'm not giving this up. It, right now in our climate, it could be jobs. It could be finances. But I'll be honest, guys, it could be politics. It could be vaccine mandates. And those are important and valuable, but God doesn't mean for us to carry those alone. It can be that, do I have to get vaccinated? Do I have to take a test every week to go to work? But we think we have to carry that. And there are people in our lives meant to share that but most importantly, Jesus wants to share that. He wants to carry that. Because like that example um, Sarah gave, you know, Jesus is that, that mature oxen. And we're just walking beside him. And really in that model, he's carrying all the weight and we're just walking with him. And in that scripture, it tells us to learn from him. To learn from him. And we learn by walking with him. And we're learning by walking right beside him. So God, don't leave today without spending some time with God and saying where who do I need to be yoked up with and where do I need to be yoked up with you and where do I need to be aligned and and there may be there may be people that don't know Jesus today and they're wondering about this thing but they're saying yeah I want to I want that I want to be yoked up I don't want to carry this anymore I can't do this anymore and we get to that point and it may be a believer that needs to recommit it may be somebody that doesn't know Jesus but they don't they can't carry it anymore and this morning you have an opportunity to not do that anymore not carry it anymore. If you know Jesus, spend some time with him and give it to him. And don't walk out with that burden. If you don't know Jesus, you can know him today and you don't have to carry it anymore. And 
it's really as simple as, and I'll have everybody kind of close their eyes and bow their heads. And this is for whether we're here, this is whether they're online. And again, this doesn't, this is not about who's looking. It doesn't matter who's looking. This is between you and Jesus. And you simply say, and I'd ask you to raise your hand, I don't want to do this anymore, Jesus. I can't carry this alone. I need you. I want to know this Jesus. I've heard of him. I know maybe I've been in church. Maybe it was the first time I've heard, but I want to know this Jesus because I want him to carry my burden with me. And if that is you, I just ask you to put up your hand. If you're online, there's even a button you can click. And you know, we hear about a a prayer that we pray to accept Jesus. And the words matter less than the heart. And the heart is simply saying that I want to surrender to you, Jesus. And I would ask you to pray something like this. The words, let them be your words in your heart. But Jesus, I need you. And I surrender to you because I want you because I can't do this alone anymore. And I don't want to do this alone anymore. I want to carry the burden. you to carry the burden with me. I want to know this, this thing called church and family that walks together and does life together. So tell him you surrender to him and you want him in your heart and you want to follow him wants your life to walk with him side by side carrying that burden God if that's you just pray that and then celebrate because you now know Jesus and if you prayed that prayer uh, find somebody to tell and celebrate with if you're online there's a button you can hit hit that button and we'll contact you if you're in the room God if you hear this later on, on a, and, and you play this back tell somebody find a pastor in the church find a friend tell somebody and celebrate God is good, isn't he? God is so good. And he's so good because you know what? We don't have to carry this stuff alone. But we can be excited because we don't have to carry this stuff alone. We can be excited because Jesus is walking beside us. And the last thing I'd add about, about being yoked up with him is sometimes things in life catch us off guard. I think of my brother, Pastor Justin. He's at home. He planned to be here. He didn't necessarily see this coming. Sometimes we have things that impact our life that we don't see coming, but Jesus always knows it's coming. He knows before those things happen in our life that they're coming. And he's there to walk with us. So if you guys, we love you guys so much. If you guys need prayer, if you guys need to talk through with a pastor, a leader, someone, if you guys need to go to a corner of the room and just sit in your seat for a little and spend some time with Jesus and say, this is the burden I'm carrying and I don't want to carry it anymore. If that person that just met Jesus and you want to come celebrate and pray, celebrate and pray. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy. Meant for evil and you turn it for good. 
so much more than you can imagine and every single person here and every single person online you know you're God's favorite you're his absolute favorite we love you guys have a great week